Okay. Let's see, I should really go to my the dashboard to see if. Oh, I guess it says we're live, and my girlfriend is going out my back door, and I just got a notification. That's the terrible thing about like Wi-Fi cameras, is that I gotta disable the notifications because those things go off at the most inopportune times. But anyway, welcome everyone to a little bit of a janky edition of the Four Guys with Quarters podcast. We're having a little bit of technical difficulties, so I think Assassin is appearing off cam for maybe the first time ever in the existence of the show. Yeah. I can't remember, can't remember the last time, but um, anyway, uh, this is episode 178 for August 9, 2018. We are officially live now that I can uh, see us on the dashboard. Um... If you're rolling in, sorry, we're starting a little bit late, but uh, it looks like we're going to have some audio from these guys. No video this week, but um, on the plus side, Assassin's voice actually sounds a little bit better over Xbox Live Party Chat. So, uh, Assassin, you want to say your your usual phrase and, and the listeners can can uh, can see if it sounds better or not? Or Stop. Oh. Anyway, all right. <laughs> it actually yeah, I does. So- it up. When, huh? when on Discord, I say hi. When I'm on Xbox, we'll be a sup. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, last but not least, we had Italian clowns. What's going on, bud? What's up? And clown sounds nice and crisp as well. Gonna give it to Microsoft. This I was trying to copy Assassin, man. Yep. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. Um, Do it over. He's not doing it over. What's up? Oh, he is doing it over. Wow. Okay. No. Um, not good enough. Over again. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Get up, kid. That's right. Okay. Now let's continue on with the podcast. Okay. All right. We'll yeah, do. We'll do. All right. Well, this week. We've got uh, a few topics here. Um, first and foremost, of course, the uh, the Black Ops 4 beta went live last week. Um, last weekend, we played the hell out of it on PlayStation 4. We'll discuss that, of course. Um, we're anxiously awaiting for it to go back live on both PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and I guess PC is going to get into the mix this weekend as well. Uh, we'll talk about that for a little bit. We'll talk about Battlefield 1 updating... Uh, our thoughts about the 4K patch that we talked about last week during the podcast. Um, so there's been some new developments on that, so we'll, we'll get into that a little bit. Um, talk about the Red Dead Redemption gameplay trailer that was shown today. Uh, looked pretty good, graphically at least. We'll talk about uh, what we like, dislike, all that kind of stuff. The PlayStation 4 is looking like it's getting a special edition, 500 million sold edition. And now when I first saw that headline, I thought it meant 500 million PlayStation 4 sold. And I was like, first of all, that's impossible. Second of all, that's highly inflated. So it's 500 million PlayStation family devices sold. So that includes like PSVR, PSTV, uh, PlayStation 1, 2, 3, 4, you know, all that stuff. So... Uh, congratulations to Sony on that. They're putting out a special edition PS4, and we'll talk about that. And, of course, we'll get into a little bit of what Nintendo's been doing about the emulation scene. Been um, 
shutting down some of the uh, big emulator sites, Emu Paradise being one of them. Um, not necessarily shut down, but essentially threatened to the point where you know that site has completely changed their their practice of business, if you will, um, and you can't download games there anymore. So looks like Nintendo is starting to crack the whip, so to speak. But um, all right, enough of this. Enough of this. Let's get into the the actual topics first. Inner Circle Network. We are one of their affiliates. We appreciate them affiliating us. Um, bunch of cool podcasts over there so look in the uh, description below on youtube to see the link for the inner circle gaming network uh website so um i realized that i did not put a tweet out that we are live so let me do that really quick but uh to get us kind of going let me Bring up this Call of Duty Black Ops slide and let Assassin kind of start us off here being the resident Call of Dutyologist, if you will. Um, so this weekend, we're going to get another crack at the beta on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, last weekend, it was just PS4, as many of you probably know. And uh, Assassin, why don't you give us, your, give us your initial thoughts on this? Well, first off, I think the uh, beta went, I think, pretty well. Not, none of that, uh, I think it was Black Ops 3, where, like, the matchmaking was awful. No one got to, you know, play a match for, like, the first day or two. Happened, you know, on PS4 and Xbox, and I don't even know if PC had a beta at the time. But, I, I, overall, I thought that was pretty nice that, you know, they let us download the game a day ahead if you, uh, digitally pre-ordered or in front of got a code. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that made the launch smooth. Um, now I've been running it on a PS4 Pro, so a lot of people on the normal PS4 said it was, you know, not running at a good 60. It was more like, you know, 50 to, you know, 30 frames per second. So I've seen, you know, it counts in 60. So I thought that, you know, the game ran smooth. The gunplay was nice. The sounds were good. Um, everything, you know, all the guns I felt were unique. Compared to you know previous CODs. Yep, yep, yep. Um, the SMGs I thought were, especially the MX9, were a bit overpowered. Mm-hmm. Um, the kill streaks needed a buff, which they're getting for you know tomorrow, which is nice. Um, I thought the kill streaks were not not the, to butt in, but I thought the kill streaks were like extremely yep. difficult to get. Like I, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm used yeah. to at least getting like not just a UAV, but you know, sometimes, sometimes an airstrike. And I feel like that was like a rarity. Like I valued the airstrike stuff so much more in this game because it's like it, it took so much to get there. You know, I felt at the beginning it was hard to get any type of kill streak, especially the UAV, which is pretty much the lowest kill streak I believe in the game that we have at least access to. But I think over the course of, you know, learning of how the points work, it was very easy to earn said kill streaks. At least for me. I mean I ran pretty low. Wow, so basically no, no, I get it, I get it. So basically what you're saying is, you know, fuck yourself, you you're terrible. Essentially. No, like so you you play you figure out like what you know, how you get points. So like for me, like uh, before clowns and you know was drying us or when clowns is drying us, uh, I would use crash or whatever his name was where 
you drop ammo pack. Everyone who picks it up, you get extra points. When you pick those rounds up, you get you know, extra points towards your, your kills. So you can earn kill streaks faster. You use your super ability. You know, you heal everyone, you get 200 points if everyone gets healed. Like, you know, just using things to your advantage like that can earn you kill streaks pretty fast. Uh, especially the lower ones. Um, so, yeah, get good in front of Just kidding. Um, speaking of special test, special test abilities, I, f I can't stand them. They're free kills, essentially. And Feral might say something different, but it's it's pathetic that someone could, you know, sit in their spawn, be AFK for like half the match, and get uh, a grenade launcher or a Tempest and just get it going on a 10 kill streak. You know Nothing, what? So. Uh, you, you know what? Man, you're right. I'm going to disagree with that. I think, uh, you know, it's not like you get it all match. Now, maybe they'll maybe they'll nerf it. And I know during the live stream today, and they talked about, uh, they definitely talked about adjusting the specialist streak uh, abilities. And, I mean, I, I know that diehard fans are probably, you know, pissed about the fact that, like you say, free kills, quote unquote. Um but for me, like, I think it was fine, you know, not only because I was doing well with them, but also because I feel like the specialist streaks are there to, you know, you know, maybe somebody's having a bad round. They can turn it around by using a specialist streak. You know, some of them, like that one where you can just give off radiation through a friggin' wall. Like, I'm not cool with that. Like, I think that's a little overpowered, especially I can see on like hard point or domination playlists where that could be abused. Um but um I I don't know. I don't know. I think I think there's gonna be a little more strategy in avoiding those things, but at the same time I see where people are coming from and I know why people are pissed about, you know, getting owned, so to speak, by somebody that you know is of lesser gun skill, quote unquote. Um and uh, you know, I, I think I think it's alright because I think it adds something interesting to the game that's, you know, different than just a usual shooter and different than, you know, what I've expected out of COD. Like, yeah, we had that a little bit in Black Ops 3, but I just think that in this one, and this may be a negative and a positive, it's definitely a negative for you, but it's a positive for me, is that it can change the flow of how you're playing, like mid-match. It can change the flow of how your opponent is playing mid-match, so you have to kind of always be on your toes. But at the same time, if you're having a terrible, terrible match, you can turn it around real quick and then get some of that momentum going, you know? Yeah, well... I think the more annoying things are, like, not the left and right bumper. It's more like the right bumper. So, like, the Tempest, he has the drone that seeks one player out and stuns them. And if you don't, like, push square, like, immediately, you're stuck there for, like, six seconds, just tased. And everyone knows you're tased, and they can just kill you. Or, um, I forget what his name is. He's one of the newer guys. Um, but he has that nine bang, or you just charge it up, it takes like no time to charge, and you're stuck there with your hand up to your face. You can't do anything, the flash is super long, and it comes back super quick, and you can just die. Or, uh, the guy with the radar-like abilities, you push right bumper, sends out that radar ping thing, you know, that you, the pe people can shoot it, but, you know, you put it on the other side of the wall where so no one can shoot it, and they can see you perfectly on the mini-map. Same thing, like, you know, kind of away from the specialists a little bit. The fog of war, like, you have such a huge, you know, radius around you. If someone comes up behind you, you're pinged. Someone's in front of you, you get pinged. You know, left and right, you're pinged. You can't 
sneak up behind someone because everyone will know you're there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just it's just stupid that they're you know if you do good you're getting punished by these stupid little radar pings that you can't really do anything about them because mm-hmm. there's at least for now there's no I mean you can run engineer but that doesn't you know counteract your getting pinged on the mini map you it, it's just it's stupid it's rewarding you know people who will just sit back and or, or even terrible players and they get pinged. Yeah, maybe 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 what they need to do to counter to counteract this is they need to have maps with more um I don't want to say lanes, but like you know, that that I think the intent on that was to kind of encourage people to be strategic on which way they were going to attack the other team or attack certain um, you know, uh objective points, uh be it on like hard point control, search, whatever. Um, and I feel like yeah. that that was the that was the whole point of it. But at the same time, you know, people are gonna. This is Call of Duty we're talking about. People are quickly gonna figure out a way to abuse that and to put it in spots that are extremely overpowered. And this is why, you know, they say they've been developing the game for three years. Like you know, Treyarch, Sledgehammer, the other one's escaping me right now. Infinity Ward. Like you know, they are on this. They're on this cycle, and when it's their turn, they put out a game that they claim they've been working on for multiple years. But at the same time, you know, they design these maps, and I feel like they don't get the testing they need with all of the abilities of all the characters, especially when you, you know, throw in the specialist dynamic. You know, it's easy in World War Two when there are no specialists. There's no frills, and you know, it's traditional. You know, boots on the ground, what everyone wanted, and now you know. um we're getting this little bit of flair with the specialists and you gotta, you gotta test for that. You can't just build maps, you know, that will work on a regular call of duty. You gotta, you gotta test out, you know, especially like the radar pings and the, and the, uh, the nine bangs and, st- and the, um, the shock drones, like stuff that can pin you easily. You need ways to get out of that and you need ways to approach in different directions, you know? Yeah, the I, someone posted. I think it was on Reddit, and it got some attention for like the fog of war. Like you know, in stealth games, they the the enemies always have like a cone for their sight. Like they have just a little bit around them, and then they just have like a like kind of like a flashlight cone. You know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Because right now it's a full 360 around you, and it's super far like it's about the size of like the radar ping that the the guy has that for his right bumper and it's it's just it's too much you you know you go behind someone they see it on the main map everyone just turns around and you're done and it's like you couldn't do anything about it you can't counteract it you can't you know unless you have the shield or you know or you know fist of panic as ruin um, yeah, the fog, the fog, of war, the fog of war being behind you is. I think the fog of war being behind you is is um, is okay for for certain things, but the way the fog of war works now is like you're saying is is too is too revealing, and uh, you know, seeing things that are behind you that were there when you cross them is different than seeing things behind you when you're just like you know, sitting at a choke point or whatever. Like, if something approaches from behind you, yeah, you can hear it. That's why you have good pairs of headphones. That's why people play these shooters with, you know, Astros, with, you know, high-quality headphones, some of the higher Turtle Beaches, you know, Sennheisers, whatever. Um, 
that's the point of that. Like, don't build that into the game to give people a visual representation of that when, you know, you're supposed to, that, that's a, that's like a skill list, um, indicator. You know what I mean? It's like, it's so, it's yeah. so easy to just keep looking at the mini map and see come, someone coming up behind you. And, you know, some of these abilities and some of people's strategies, especially on like search and destroy or gameplay, um, modes where you only have one life. I think you can't have fog of war act the same as maybe it acts in TDM. You know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't help. There's a perk. It's one of the first ones you have. I, I don't even think you have to unlock it. And it's a, you know, hit level five for, to create a, you know, create a class that extends the fog of war, not just for you, but for your entire team. Like, obviously if you don't run in front of you're not going to get the benefits. But it extends it for me from what you're looking at. And I think that's just stupid. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, Clouds, you got anything to uh to add to I know you played a little bit of it. Um, well as a hardcore Call of Duty fan playing since the arcade days, uh Call of Duty two, I will say that I think these specialists need stronger abilities like the guy with the shock drone. I wish it lasted longer, uh, and I wish it was actually fatal instead of just stunning. Also, it would be great if they added the ability to shoot like a poison dart that slowly takes away stamina as well uh, until that guy gets killed. I, I think they should add stuff like that. They're, they need anything more outside the box, but I do like this game. Um, I like Black Ops 3 a little bit better, but so far I am liking this. I like the new modes like Control. I thought that was a lot of fun. Uh, I think the shield is great because it reminds me of Black Ops 2. Um, and bringing back the RCXD was kind of, is neat. I like that. So, I mean, I think this game has a lot of potential. We've just seen the beginning of it, and I think it's going to get a lot better um, over the course of the next year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think this game has massive potential. I think not only, you know, we've been talking about the balancing a little bit, and, of course... You know, um, me and Assassin disagree a little bit in the balancing, but I think, you know, this game has a lot of balancing potential. They can get this just right if they can dial it in quickly. It has a lot of map potential. It has a lot of game mode potential because they're going totally out of the box on this. Dishing the single player, like Clowns mentioned, the control mode, if you guys aren't familiar with that. Um, it's a new game mode that's kind of like a little bit like Domination, but at a, a little bit like Hard Point. It's got a little mix of both. You got 30 lives, um, you got a certain time limit, you got to capture two spots or eliminate the other team's uh, lives or tickets if you're familiar with Battlefield 1 or, um, you know, so you can't, you have to, you have to, you know, be careful because you can use all your team's lives or you have to be careful if you, you know, decide to spawn in when somebody's using a score streak and stuff like that. So Control, I think, is an awesome addition to the franchise and I think, I think Clowns is right, I think. The ability of this COD to grow and to get better uh, with the risks they've kind of taken with new game modes. I mean, they just announced that game mode, Assassin. I think you can probably tell us more about it. But that game mode heist today from the from the live stream. I mean, that sounds cool. That's like nothing that's been in Call of Duty before. Um, can you give like a quick synopsis on that, Assassin, really quick? Um, so the game essentially, or the game mode essentially is, uh, you, you can only pick your special test. You, you don't get a create a class. You start pretty much from nothing. Ammo and, uh, health is like later on the map. 
And the objective is to grab uh, this bank of cash that is uh, neutral, so like the enemy team can grab it, or you, you know, your team can grab it. And your objective is to put it on the plane or the helicopter and have it fly away. But the point, like, if you so if you shoot someone, you start earning money, or if you win, you you earn money, which then you can buy uh, like your abilities, your guns, your you know, just your equipment in general. And it, it seems interesting how that will play out. Well, we'll find out this weekend, right? Because it's in this weekend's beta, or is it not? I, I think uh, the new map, I think mode might launch Saturday, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a cool thing that they do with their betas, is that, you know, you get the game, they give you a level cap. Like, last weekend, the level cap was 25 um, on the first day, and then they'll update it, put in a new game mode. Like, they put in um, Kill Confirmed. Um, they put in Search and Destroy. Um, you know, they, they they put it out in waves a little bit so you don't get too burnt out on playing like the same mode. It's not like a beta where you get it. It's just t straight up TDM and then, you know, you get burnt out in TDM over the three days. Like you, they give you new stuff to try and especially with these new game modes that they're trying to introduce. Control, Heist and, and you know, others. Uh, Blackout coming in September um, in that beta. You know, it, they're, they're giving us betas. They're giving us a lot of betas. But it's a lot of variation. It's not like Sea of Thieves where you got the same thing in playtests like over and over and over and over and people got burnt out over playing the same old, same old stuff, you know. Um, so I, I, I like that. I like that. I think um, I think that's a cool way to do it. But um, so And the MX-9 needs a buff. If all the <laughs> guns are getting a buff, the MX-9 needs not a buff. Not all the guns are getting a buff. Just the well, ARs, ARs and the, the LMG. LMG, LMG is so the, the worst gun in the entire game. But the, Assassin, hear me out. The MX-9 needs rapid fire, extended mags, and a buff all at the same time. So I can I, run I with that gun the MX-9 has rapid fire. There, there's, a gun, there's a gun in the beta that that has uh, rapid fire times three as an attachment. Like, that is... And it has, like, 50 rounds, and you go through the rounds in, like, a second. Mm -hmm. So I don't think we, we need another gun with more rapid fires. Mm -hmm. What we need to also... Well, what I would like for Treyarch to do is bring back the Infinity Ward infamous noob tubes, where, like, you know, they were just so abundant and massively overused back in the day except this well, time since we're in the future make it like a homing missile so that it never misses its target once it's locked on that would be epic and we should start a petition for that and see if that's gonna help promote it <laughs> well first off that's the most stupid thing i've ever heard wow, Secondly, wow, there's wow. this thing <laughs> called a rocket launcher and there's an attachment called danger close on it and it's already does it lock on if it doesn't it lock on, on the score it's, streaks. It's, well, no, that doesn't count. I mean, yeah, like, but if you so hit someone say, like two yards away, it's gonna kill them. No, but let's say this. Clones. So let's say you're sitting in the back of the map, just picking up kills and kill thief, and you know, like, because you always hide incognito. Like, it, technically, there's no kill thief in this in, in game. So, well, well, yeah, you got a point. But somebody sees you in the back, like, getting all these kills, and like, hmm, I'm gonna use this. Home in noob tube and hit assassin with it. Lock on, shoot the trigger, and kill you. I mean, that's what we need. And that would like, be extremely stupid. OP, and I would like it. 
I, I think I'm going to start a petition. You're the only one who probably likes homing rockets, because you just had to sit there and let the game do all the work for you. Was, wasn't something like that in a Call of Duty before? Battlefront 1. I know, I know it wasn't Battlefront I know it wasn't Battlefront. Oh, yeah, no, I know uh, that. I know that. <laughs> I know that all too I, well. Oh. I don't think a Call of Duty's ever had a person lock on launcher. Yeah, I, I think it would be good. Because in Battlefront 1, when I played with you guys and Assassin's Creed on team, I kept getting so many kills on him with that Homan rocket. It was so great. And I missed that feeling of, like, using the... You know, I missed that feeling. And if we're in the future, I mean, let's face it, real life, they probably... So we need we need it in the game. Speaking of that a little bit, I think or it's not, a little... and we could just have fun. I think it's a little weird that Black Ops 3 had running on walls and boost jumping and all that. Now this is supposed to be a sequel. Oh, well, I guess it's a prequel technically, but it's a prequel. Of yeah. the, it's but... a it's a pre-sequel, I guess. It's between 2 and 3. Right. Not to take uh Borderlands name. Yeah, but, right. Yeah. yeah. Um pre-sequel. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I'll give you that. Um but even so, like, the only thing that makes it in terms of abilities, uh, like, less technologically advanced than Black Ops 3 is the boost jumping and that stuff. Like, I feel like some of the other stuff that's been added to the game, like, you know, the temp- the shock drone and all that stuff, like, I feel like that's essentially on the same technological advancement level as, as Black Ops 3. So it's like, okay, now we're, we're, doing, a, we're doing a prequel. And, you know, uh, like, it's almost like, um, oh, man, it's almost like Star Wars a little bit, like Star Wars four through six, because they were made so long ago, are like so inferior to like the technology and the lightsaber battles and stuff of Star Wars seven. And also so inferior at the same time to, uh, Star Wars three, you know what I mean? It's like. You have a technologically advanced game, and then you have a not, and then you have a technologically or a movie, and then a not, and then you have a technologically advanced movie. I feel like it's just weird to me that you get like pre sequel too, like Borderlands pre sequel. Like the technology in pre sequel was better than the technology of Borderlands two, even though it was a prequel. You know, I don't know. I don't know where these people oh, like make the decisions. I, I get what you're saying, but they're like they're like you. There's certain things in the game like that were, like, a lot better in Black Ops 3. So, like, batteries, grenade launcher used to impact. Or Tempest's gun used to insta-kill and chain, and now it, you know, downs you. And oh, just and, oh, I see. You yeah. know, it, it, bounce, it bounces off, you know, people, and then it blows up. Oh, you know, okay. Things like that, or, or uh, what is, I forget his name, but he has that giant shield that uses that microwaving technology. Like, right. Like I guess that doesn't count, because Black Ops 2 had a smaller version of that, but with three, but right, all right, that's a good you, point. You know what I'm getting yeah, at, no, so. I know what you're getting at. No, that's an excellent point, actually. I didn't think and, of that. And then the, 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 uh, the, what is it? The uh, RCXD, like in Bio 3, used to hover. This one is, oh, uh, this wheels. one doesn't, yeah. yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 wow, but it can jump, so it's fancier than Biops too, but it's not as fancy, right, as right, right, right. Wow, bravo, yeah, that's I, those are actually some good points, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Like, I think the leap from the Tempest having the chaining and downing, or the downing versus killing with the Tempest gun, 
Like that leap is is like I, I think it's kind of weird that in Black Ops, so Black Ops Four is supposed to take place before Black Ops Three, so like we can't have um like running on walls. You know, I, I don't know. The technology wasn't there. I mean, obviously they didn't want to have you know running on walls and boost jump in in their game. So well, I guess I mean, you... it makes sense to have it a prequel. Yeah, you know what? Actually, because now that I think of it, as I'm making this argument, I'm like talking myself out of it because the wall running, I guess, technically did involve the boost jumping to a point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, forget everything I just said. Assassin's right. I am absolutely wrong on that. Um, but I, nonetheless, I think um, you know. And and I I think I think it was a good showing. I think it was a good showing. And I know a lot of people are complaining about the time to kill. They're obviously addressing that because so many people bitched. Uh, if you watched the live stream today from uh, from Activision, you saw that um, you saw that they're changing the time to kill for the assault rifles and the LMGs, which they should have because the SMGs were too strong. Well, I don't think there. I don't think any guns on the. Well, maybe the LMG, but not the ARs. I don't think they're getting a damage boost. I think they're more getting, like, an ADS, you know, time buff and a strafing buff. You know, things that don't make, you know, all the guns automatic nukes or you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. On those lines. No, but those things increase TD um, time to kill. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, you're yeah. saying an ADS boost, like, so you're saying, like, um, like, um, what is it called? The perk that lets you look down the site faster. What's the name of the perk again? I'm blanking. I I forget, but, like, I get what you're saying. I, I guess I'm just taking it the way of, you know, Damage. The, the moment you put one bullet into someone until the time you kill them. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm taking, like, when I think of time to kill, I guess, yeah, yeah, I guess, like, Technically, when they measure that, you know, uh, like these fancy YouTubers that have slow-mo cams and they, like, measure that versus, like, what... Because I think at the time, like, didn't the Call of Duty game kind of, like, tell you that a little bit? Not necessarily, like, the exact time to kill, but wasn't there, like, some sort of indicator about that? Like, not necessarily just, like, damage, but... Or was it always damage I, and I fire think in the, the, the I know on the kill cams, like, it... It just kind of showed you how many bullets you took, but other right. than that, oh, okay. Um, I don't think they've done really anything. It's more off a of feel. Yeah, well, I know. Uh, I know, like these fancy YouTubers, like will take the slow mo cams and see how long it takes to kill someone, and they do kind of start with what you just said with that first bullet. But for me, like when I think of time to kill, I'm thinking about when I'm running, how long it takes me to like raise the scope, get on a target, and all that stuff. You know, yeah. I'm factoring that in a little bit because, like, if you have a gun that's super slow to look down the ADS, I mean, what's the point if it takes you out in three bullets if, you know, it takes three times as long to look down the sight? Like, you're already down a couple bullets at that point, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. But anyway, they're addressing those problems because I think if I were to come into this podcast before the live stream and I would talk about the biggest problem that I had, I would say that it was probably the overpowered nature of the SMGs, or most of them, I thought were pretty strong. Um, the MX-9, obviously, way too strong, um, but I and the LMG is way too weak. Um, but other than that, man, I'm I'm having a really good time with this thing, and I honestly, like... 
I know Assassin said I'd get killed if I said this, but I honestly think this is like one of my favorite Call of Duties of all time. From what I've played yeah, so I, far. I, I think I think a lot of YouTubers, at least I've seen, I mean, they could just be stupid. I don't know. But, you know, there a lot of people are hating it. I, I just don't get it. Maybe, you know, because I feel like Call of Duty people don't know what they want until, you know, they get something. Like, they'll, they want something new, so they got thrust jumping. They hated that. And then, you know, we get World War Two, and it's like, oh, this is a terrible game. But we want something new, so then we get something new again. Oh, no, worse than ever. Let's right. get something new again. No, let's go back to what we've had before. Right, right, so right. Next year, if Modern Warfare 4 actually comes out, and it's strictly like Modern Warfare 2 or 3 or whatever, or Ghosts, it's going to be the worst game ever. They never did anything new, so then they'll want something new again. Right. Well, they I think they the... just don't know what they want. I think the problem is that a lot of people uh, that are in the older camp that are Call of Duty players like the original Infinity Ward. Um, and then you have those that like the original Treyarch games. And then you got those, like in my daughter's generation, that like like Advanced Warfare and the Jumpin'. So the whole community is split. Um, I've talked to some Infinity Ward devs personally from the original studio, um, and they were not fans of the Treyarch games. So, I mean, everybody has different tastes for what they imagine in a war scenario. And it's kind of like why I think Activision is doing the multiple genres, you know, to try and get everybody a little bit of something that they like. Yeah. So, you, of course, you're going to have some generational gaps that don't like one Call of Duty, but they'll like the next one and vice versa. Right, right. Yeah, I, I don't think there's like a subset. Uh, I mean, maybe there's a very small sub subset of Call of Duty players that like don't really care about the genre, don't really care about the setting. They'll just play it and take it at face value. But I think a lot. I think you're right. I think you're onto something there, clowns. Because I think a lot of, I, I think that's the encouragement they're getting from Activision is to kind of like keep these divergent divergent paths. Because you could very easily. I mean, of course, it would be blasphemous to think. That Sludgehammer can make like, you know, is this Sludgehammer next or is it is it, uh, Infinity, Infinity War? Okay, so, um, Inf Infinity Ward, right? It would, I think you know people would be like, oh, it's blasphemous if they made like Black Ops Five. You know what I mean? Uh, but you know, if Activision, I feel like just said the word, I feel like, you know, it, it would have to happen. Like I think Activision has such a stranglehold on these games now. You know, um, like, you know, back in the day, like Sledgehammer, Infinity War, Treyarch, like what Clown said, you know, had their individual personalities, had their individual feels, had really their direction on the game. And, you know, it just got published and that was that. Now, I think Activision has enough of a stranglehold to say to them, like, listen, like, you have to stay on your divergent paths. Like, you can't. We can't just be putting out the same game year after year because we've got Call of Duty people that will, you know, just stay on World War. Like, there's a ton of Call of Duty people that are just going to stay on World War Two after this. Like, I've already heard that from a ton of people. The, YouTube, the same YouTubers that hate this are just saying, okay, well, World War Two is the game we wanted, so we're just going to stay on that. You know? Yep. Yeah. And then you got some those. that want World at War. Like, they won't play World, you know, like, they'll instead of playing World War Two. They'll go back to World at War. Yeah, yeah, and that's why all the 
And that's why all the Call of Duty games are backwards compatible on Xbox. That's why they made a push for that. Not all. Or them. pretty much all. Uh, Modern Warfare 2, right? Being the, I mean, no, no. Modern Warfare 2 is. Isn't it? No, Modern Warfare uh, 2 that's is the only not. One? That's Supposedly the only one? that is uh, coming out next year with Infinity Ward's uh, game. It's like they did with COD 4. Right, 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 right. It's all rumors. Um, yeah, so... Assassin, what were you gonna say before that? Before that, or you had something to say? I don't remember. He doesn't even remember. Shucks. Um. Anyway, so I think that's pretty much it on Black Ops. We've been talking about that for a little while. Um, we'll probably talk about it again next week. We'll see the changes, new game modes, all that stuff. But uh, I'm pretty encouraged. I think um, you know, I think we're having fun with it. Um, I went back to play World War Two. Uh, a couple of nights ago, just for a couple of rounds, and I was like, "Dude, I can't. I- I'd so much rather play Black yeah, Ops." Yeah, too. Yeah, Black Ops three and four. I'd rather play either of those games than World War two. And yet, you've got people saying World War two is like the best game call out of this gen. And I was, and I, th- I even thought that because I like a lot of the aspects of World War two. I just think that Black Ops does. The variety is so much better, you know. I think there's so much more variety in the Black Ops games that change the like. I like game. I like some shooters where you can just change the scope of the battle, like in the in the, the drop of a hat, you know. Um, I don't know. Anyway, that's uh that's the COD beta play it this weekend. If you pre-ordered it, uh, you may have your code already. You may not. Um, Assassin, you said that if you digitally pre-ordered, you can preload already on Xbox, right? Yeah, preloads are up for digital. Um, same thing with PC. If uh, somehow you can get your hands on the launcher at Black Ops 4 and you don't have a beta code, you can download, pre-download the open beta on PC. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, and then on PS4, you know, there was an update. Right, right. Yeah, I don't have my code yet for, for Xbox, so... Uh... I don't know if pe- when people are going to be getting that, but look out for that because that is going to be going on all weekend, and it sh- should be uh, it should be nice to see the difference between the PS4 and Xbox, right? Um, but I mean, especially performance-wise, between the PS4, the base PS4 and base Xbox. Oh yeah, I have a feeling the base Xbox is going to be very crippled on this, but I, you know, I'd be willing to give it a try. I think I... Uh, oh, no, I don't have a base Xbox anymore. I don't have a base Xbox One anymore. I have a One S, but not a not a base Xbox. Um, okay. Um, let's get to this just really quick. So, last week we talked about... Uh, we talked about BF1, and it got a Xbox One X update, 4K, 60, HDR. We talked about it being better late than never. I uh, got into that a little bit, how gorgeous it looked, and the game does look great. Um, graphics are excellent. And Assassin was talking about some rubber banding that was going on. And I said, you know, it was going on a little bit for me, but not, you know, not too crazy. And now it looks like that, um, Digital Foundry did a little bit of an analysis on this. And of course they're the ones to do it because they've got all the technical tools to really dive deep into what's going on with the performance. And they found out that it was Xbox party chat that was causing a lot of the problems and, you get dips into, you know, very low frame rates and definitely sub 60, you know, closer to like a stable 40 than a stable 60 if you if you want to talk about stable frame rates. Um, but it wasn't really stable, to be honest. And, you know, um, people were 
getting kind of upset. And the reason why I wasn't experiencing the issues from last week is because I was playing outside of party chat. And if you and if you want to do this test yourself, you have Battlefield One, you have an Xbox One X. Like, go do it yourself. Go play while in party chat. You could not even be speaking. You could just go in by yourself. Nobody in party, and you'll have problems. And if you're just by yourself playing, you'll be okay. And so, um, just kind of a quick update on this. They've addressed this. Uh, they said we've identified the cause of the recent BF One party chat issue. And are working on a fix to be folded into their next update. So once the fix is approved, we'll share rollout dates with you. So looks like a fix is coming. Um, I wish they could just patch it in, you know, instantly. Uh, you know, if they if they get that fix going, but of course they have to, you know, submit it for testing and, and approval and all that. So, um, you guys have anything to say about this, real quick? Oh my God, I, I so I was playing Battlefield One. If no one knows about this, uh, if you're being Battlefield 5, you have Battlefield 1. They have a road to Battlefield 5, which is uh, if you get like enough XP, you can unlock things for Battlefield 1. And certain weeks, you can unlock things for Battlefield 5, like just, you know, skins and for your guns and stuff. So I've been doing that. And I played a few matches yesterday. Uh, one was on, uh, what was it? it was in the first DLC. I forget what it was called. But, like, if I saw someone, my game would freeze. If I was, like, all in our spawn, all, because I was playing front lines, or, like, all in our base spawn or the, the MCOMs, where the game would, like, run at, like, 40, you know, frames. Like, I'm just not a number there. I'm not, you know, 100% sure. No, no, yeah. No, no, I mean, it, you say that, but that's kind of, like, what Digital Foundry came to in their conclusion as well. So, I mean... Yeah, obviously, like you can't just look at something and point out whether it's like forty-two or forty-three frames or fifty frames or whatever. Yeah. But I mean, you you you're kind of you were kind of spot on there even last week. So keep going. Yeah. So and I, I've recorded a few things. Like I don't know if you know Xbox recording is at sixty or thirty, so it didn't seem like it picked it up so well. But there's there's times, uh, like the clip I put on Twitter where. I was running and just reviving people. Like, I was trying to just look at the ground and not even, like, pay attention to anyone just to see if maybe if I just look at the ground, I'd get, you know, better FPS because, you know, not looking at much. Just, you know, like I said, do the grass and some dirt. And it would it would be so bad. It would be freezing, like, you know, even lower than 40 frames per second. It was just awful. Yeah. And if someone would send you a message or party invite or game invite, the game... Like you'd be stuck there. You you go out. God forbid if you hit the Xbox button and go to the home screen for like a few seconds, or even just hit start, you're you're out of the match for like thirty seconds, just trying to get you know to the start menu or back out of it. It's, it was so bad, and I didn't think that they would have fixed it because they they put all like like I said I think before like they put all their uh, resources to Battlefield Five and they're not going to update Battlefield One again. Right, and, you know, I know Clowns is kind of AFK right now, but you guys were talking about uh, playing together, and I remember you were talking about the frame rate, and Clowns was like, forget the frame rate, there's no one playing this shit. Like, the servers, a lot of the servers oh, are just it, dead. Yeah, I, what was it? I went to the server browser, which is kind of awful, and they didn't fix that if they're running in Battlefield Five. I put it, I didn't select any modes, I just, you know, select... I didn't select how many people, I just select, you know, the server region, which was North America. 
and there was like seven servers. Six yeah, of those were yeah. in, five of those were in operations, which were full, and then two of those were in TDM, but no one else was playing anything else. Mm-hmm. And Collins was in my mat, you know, our lobby. I go into an operation that had you know a bunch of people, you know, missing, and didn't even pull them in. Like some of these things, like they need to get their shit together. Like I understand Battlefield One's done; they're not going to fix that. But Battlefield Five comes out, like they need to get the server browser fixed. Yeah. Uh, when I was playing yesterday, trying to find Frontlines because I love that mode, and I'm glad it's coming to Battlefield Five. Uh, when I picked one to five slot, three slots, nothing picked up. I go to this, you know, empty out all the slots, and there's two servers full. Uh, one of them, well, I guess one of them was missing a person, and that never showed up into one of five slots. Like, they need to get it fixed. It was like that on Battlefield 4, and I believe Hardline. Yeah, yeah, and they did so much work to kind of revamp the user interface of the battlefield games to kind of make them unified and be able to switch back and forth really readily and all that and it sounded all well and good but you know you probably should fix the kind of base things that go into playing your game first you know and especially this party chat thing like i you know this has been an issue before now you know just because digital foundry outed them and they responded doesn't mean and and you kind of talked about this a little bit but just to reiterate it's this has been an issue for maybe this you know part of the entire existence of this game for yeah for for more or less you know it depends on kind of your connection there's a lot of variables and you know granted some people see it more than others and i wonder if that's why the player counts are down on xbox and you know obviously xbox one x now has the best looking version of the game and um xbox was the you know um the console partner of this game, you know, it was third party partnership. Um, what do you call it? Um, they were, they were the, they had the marketing rights. They had the marketing rights for the, for battlefield yeah. one. And, um, you know, you think that, you know, that would be, you know, the place to play if you will. And I wonder, you know, I go on PC and the, the servers are fairly populated on PC. Uh, in my region. That must be nice. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, there there are a lot of there are a lot of games to get into, and and you know, I know a lot of people did like Battlefield One. I loved Battlefield One. I thought Battlefield One was one of the best games, if not the best Battlefield game, in terms of um, the guns, gunplay, setting, uh, graphics, all that. But if you can't even play the game smoothly like you're supposed to, you know, um, that that's a problem. And you know, I, it, it sucks to think that. Over the entire course of this generation, the Xbox dashboard, or you know, um, not—I mean, obviously, party isn't necessarily just the dashboard, but you know, it, it, Xbox uh, backend services um, have led to, on, on on the console level, I should say, not just like backend on the servers, but backend on the console, like the dashboard, the interface, the OS, all that. It, it sucks to think that that is hindering games still when they've made so many revisions they've taken things out like um you know like the connects functionality the snapping of uh yeah. like twitch and stuff like that they've taken all that stuff out to increase the performance of games and you're still having issues like this it's it's crazy to think that you know kind of shooting themselves in the foot but um anyway 
So yeah, that's the battlefield news. Um, so that's that. Um, okay, we have three more topics. Yep. Oh, Clowns is here. Clowns is back. So let's get into a topic that he wants to uh, definitely talk about really quick. Um, because I think this is an important thing. I think I think this is something that people you know not everyone necessarily gets into as much anymore. Um, like I feel like the emulator scene goes up and down and up and down. I feel like it's kind of going back up. You know, it was it, it was it was down for a little bit. And now it's kind of going back up because people are getting into retro consoles again. You got the Retron Five. You've got you know. Um, nice emulators on on tv boxes like the nvidia shield and you know what i mean it's it, it, there's a lot there's a lot of hype out there there's a lot of um going back into the retro gaming scene you get stores like gamestop selling retro stuff again um or accepting trades on retro stuff you're, you're seeing kind of like a little bit of a resurgence and now nintendo is cracking down on some of the on some of these emulator sites that distribute roms illegally um, but, um, Clowns, I know you kind of brought this up, so you want to, uh, kind of introduce this thing? Yeah, you know, there's a lot of developers talking about this on Twitter, because even developers are upset about this. Now, yes, ROMs are a gray area, according to law, like, in some countries with DMCA, it may be a violation. Uh, in other countries, you're allowed to back up your stuff, and I think in the U.S. now under the DMCA, I think you're allowed one archived copy of certain types of media. I'm not sure if games are included in that. Um, but I know that they still have, uh, let's say, DVD duplicators on the PC. So it might be allowed in the U.S. one archived copy. However, um, Nintendo's really going hard after these ROM sites and taking them down, citing copyright violations, sending them threatening letters with their big boy attorneys. And the ironic thing about this is that here we have Nintendo with the Switch, the ultimate handheld console that has so much potential. And everybody who was into virtual console and, you know, old games was excited about this because essentially the thought was you could play VC games on the go with the Switch. Well, Nintendo axed that idea and instead are focused on their mini consoles and their mini classics. And we have no clue what kind of level or environment Nintendo is going to allot the Switch to have you know, older games like NES games or Super NES games. So these sites out there, they archived all these NES, Super NES, etc. games. And a lot of these games are not just like, let's say, Nintendo first-party games, but they're games that are out of print. They're games that are extinct. They're games where developers closed up shop, no longer in the industry, publishers are gone bankrupt, etc., etc. So there is some validity to keep certain ROMs out there, but Nintendo's like, nope, we gotta shut them all down, boys, because we wanna make lots of money on these mini consoles that have 20 games, even though these ROM sites have millions of games. Our 20 games are priority, guys. Let's shut these sites down, and that's how they're making their money, and they're stealing the profits from us, so we need to take them out. And it's just, I mean, it's just sickening. It's Because it's not all Nintendo stuff that's out there. There's other companies that don't even care because the games are so old, like 20, 30, maybe even 40 years old, some of them. I don't mm -hmm. know, but it's just so ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's, it's sickening, and it's going to hurt the future of archives. I mean, even archive.org, the Wayback Machine, 
they have a section for ROMs. I don't know if a lot of people know this, but they have a ROM section where they allow you to download and preview uh, like gigabytes and gigabytes of ROMs mm -hmm. through their own torrent system. And right. that's probably in jeopardy now too. Right, right. And, you know, like you said, kind of at the beginning of uh, of your intro on this, I think the emu the emu emulator scene um, is very controversial because of what you said about being allowed one copy and um, you know if you own the game you can copy it but if not you know um, you know obviously that's kind of shunned upon um, but emu paradise is one such site that was pretty big um, that was kind of forced into changing the whole way that they do their activity um and the developer the creator of that site put out a long kind of heartfelt message on um how he you know worked 18 years to build um build the site and uh you know it was predicated on providing emulators and providing roms and you know letting you you know check out games that you've never been able to check out and um, <clears throat> or maybe, you know, download games you already own or whatever. And, you know, there was a, there was a gray area there and Nintendo never, you know, these companies didn't want to deal with like frivolous sites here and there, you know, was, like Nintendo didn't want to come after them. Sony didn't want to come after them. It's like, okay, we're still selling stuff. So whatever, you know, Sega, that's a different story because you can argue that the Sega Dreamcast, that great, great system, um, died because of piracy. You can argue that, and that's a that is a very fair argument because piracy was rampant on that thing. It was easy to soft mod it, quote unquote, disc mod, swap mod, all that kind of stuff, and uh, the protections just weren't there to prevent that kind of thing. And um, you know, it 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 can hurt the industry, but a lot of these people are not um. You know, I'm not putting on emulators and putting out ROMs to necessarily let you just download the entire catalog of the NES. You know what I mean? It, it's not for that. Like, if you go to if you go to this website, GameHistory.org, uh, it's a nonprofit that's um, this guy is essentially like scanning in uh, scanning in the the boxes. He scans in all the like pamphlets that used to come with the games, the manuals, all that stuff. He scans it in backs it up and he tries to and he backs up the games too and people are arguing that by nintendo coming after these people um you know you're hurting stuff like that like video game preservation is going to be potentially uh you know very hampered on this and um you know, I, I understand, like like you said, Clowns, I mean, Nintendo is pissed because their bottom line is getting hurt because now they're releasing, you know, NES Classic, SNES Classic, you know, probably an N64 Classic, GameCube Classic, whatever. Like, they're, they're, they're just looking at their bottom line, and now it's advantageous for them to come after these things because, like I said, emulation is back on the rise. Like, people are releasing, I don't know if you've seen this, Clowns, which you probably have, Assassin, you probably haven't seen this, but I was watching a video the other day about an SNES cartridge that has an SD card slot that you can put in an original Super Nintendo and play ROMs. Like, I didn't even think that that was, like, possible in a system that old. You know what I mean? Like, 
I've seen yeah. it on the 3DS. Well, I've seen it on all the other, like these other things. But the SNES, I never thought that you could do that. It's funny that you mentioned that um, because Nintendo in Japan actually used to have kiosks where you could bring, like, let's say, like a, a blank uh, Nintendo cartridge, right? Put it in the kiosk. And you pay to download the games that you want on a specific cartridge, and it could hold so many. But you paid them the fees to download the game, so it was officially licensed, right. uh, if you know what I mean. Right. And yeah, it's yeah. just, it, it's kind of like Nintendo's early idea, but it, it's just strange, man, how Nintendo's going about this. And there's been accusations, even in the fact in the underground community, that Nintendo's been using uh, hacked ROMs or swipe ROMs that people put on the internet. And Nintendo's using them because they own the technical IP, and they're just taking other people's copies and throwing it in their products. So, I mean, that's that's an iffy thing, and it's going to be hard to prove, but there's accusations out there on that. And then there's even uh, old stuff that have been found, like I think in Animal Crossing on GameCube, I want to say. Um, people found like a Nintendo emulator inside the Animal Crossing that allows you to play emulated games. Right. Um, so p- people on Nintendo have been using emulation themselves uh so don't let them kid you that it's you know super evil all the stuff that they do is emulated they just officially own the ips behind it and i hate to say this man but i don't think uh you know like balloon fighter and ice climber are gonna hurt nintendo's bottom line profits i mean those games right. have come and gone and i mean guys like assassin aren't out on the internet and be like all right, I'm going to download 10,000 copies of Ice Climber, and that's going to hurt their bottom line by five times, 10,000 times, you know. Yeah, come yeah, on. Yeah. You know, I mean, grow up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And, and people aren't necessarily buying the NES Classic or Super Nintendo Classic to, like, play these games for the first time or to, like, play these games and, uh, you know, play them to completion and be like, wow, I, you know. This is, you know, there's no other way to get this. I have to buy this SNES Classic. Like, I bet you, uh, if, if I were to bet, I would say at least 50%, if not more, the people who buy the SNES Classic and NES Classic know that emulators exist and know how to use them. Like, you can download them on you know, on Android or iPhone if you, you know, jailbroken. Like, e- these things exist. Like, people know that these things exist. I don't know where Nintendo, just, like, thinks that, uh, you know people having emulators is hurting the NES and SNES classic sales because they're not buying it to play the, they're buying it for nostalgia. Like, you know, they, they may be, they may be better off, like just letting the emulators continue having them pay like a royalty and just selling like the SNES and any, and NES like housing and letting people just load their emulators. Like, you know, people aren't going, right. Not a bad idea. That's actually an excellent idea. Nintendo could have made a partnership with like Emmy Paradise, right? And you hook up your classic yep. to the internet and yep. you pay a fee to Nintendo. They pay like a small portion yep. to keep the host on Emmy Paradise and you can download the ROM. I mean it's not it's not even that big of a deal. It and it's ridiculous. It's just it just hurts the whole community as a whole. And you know, Nintendo's biggest threat would be those like Things that you see at Target or Walgreens or CVS that say like 200 arcade games and they are a bad knockoff of like a Game Boy or like a Super NES controller with a screen. Yeah. And they're like hacked versions of games uh, that are legal in countries like China. And then they ship them here and they're just renamed or 
the artwork's redone, and I mean, stores sell one I would even realize in half the time. But he, those are Nintendo's biggest threats, not Emmy Paradise. Right. Right. I would ask Assassin how he feels on this, but I know for a fact he has absolutely no thoughts because he couldn't give two shits about retro games. Oh, all I'm going to say is it just seems like they're just shutting down these sites so in the future when they ever decide to release these games, they can make a quick buck. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. yep. That's a lot to say about it. Yep. Yep. And notice, notice that I mean, we've alluded to it and kind of uh, potentially, like, even said this already, but whatever, I'll go for it and say, like, you know, notice Nintendo didn't really give two shits about this to the, you know, to the point that they are now before this NES and SNES classic thing was a thing. Like, they didn't give two fucking shits. And part of that is because emulation was a little bit on the downswing, and part of that was because, you know, they didn't have, you know, consoles that they're selling like friggin' hotcakes like nes classic was like the top one of the top skews if not the top selling hardware skew of 2018 or the, the snes classic one of the two uh it's like it's jesus man um real quick let me go to the chat um jack bills wants to know what time does the beta come out and how many hours it's coming out later tonight at some point and in terms of hours, well, oh well, it's supposed to be coming out officially, officially, quote unquote, uh, at 10 a.m. Pacific tomorrow. But you know that's bullshit. It's gonna launch early. Um, it lasts until Monday, I think. Um, all right, let me go to like some on-topic comments here. Um, Dad says can't condone emulators, but he sort of does. Thing is, we have tools. Anyone knows how? To- who knows that shit will use them. Yep, exactly, exactly. And yeah, ROM sets are really small. Like you can download the entire category of some of these of some of these um some of these systems and catalog, I should say not category, catalog, and you can and you can just get them all. But I don't think a lot of people do that. You know what I mean? I uh, I I don't know. I don't know. But um Who knows? Who knows? But um, let me see what what do we have next here? If anyone you know, if anyone's in the oh, actually I missed some comments because I'm not scrolling down like a like a doofus. Um, Sick figure says felt bad for using Pirate Bay to download Better Call Saul, but it's kind of ironic. Um, I guess I guess that's a little ironic. Um, <laughs> Daz says I have all these sites that you speak of bookmarked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. Well, there you go. Well, you this, know, this is one of those people that downloads even, the whole ROM set. Even with the down, the down end of Emmy Paradise, it's not going to stop the smaller sites out there. The Nintendo, that's off Nintendo's radar. Oh yeah. So I mean, I'm sure Daz has like bookmarks of hundreds of thousands of things already. Uh, not just ROM sites, but many other things. But yeah. So, you know, Daz. Uh, Slide into the DMs one day, man. Slide into the DMs. <laughs> yeah, dude. Nintendo's not going to get everyone. And that's the thing that sucks about Emu Paradise is that, you know, obviously that site was, you, you know, um, distributing ROMs. So it's, I'm not going to, like, say that they were, you know, a saint 
necessarily. And and who knows if their practices were, you know, who knows if they dumped them all from carts they owned or if they got them from somewhere else or whatever. I'm not going to call into question their their character because I don't really know. You know, I've been there a few times. I've checked it out. Uh, it's been around for a long time. And it sucks that, you know, people that have built up uh, a good following and, and a good reputation like that uh, with with the community has uh, has fallen because it's one of the easy ones that Nintendo can go after. Um, and I was showing this a little bit earlier, but the first comment alludes to what Clown said earlier. The first comment on that post says, now where is Nintendo going to download their ROMs for their retro consoles? <laughs> Wow. Yep. yep. Well, yeah, that that's a real accusation from the community. Yep. Um yep. Yep. It just questions Nintendo's own ethics. Yep. They don't care cuz they're making 50-60 even more in some cases and 80 bucks for the SNES Classic. They're making good money on this stuff and that's all they, they care about essentially. Um but if they if they wanted to make a royalty on on ROMs, they could definitely do that. And you know they could have made way more money by doing that. And people aren't going on. I mean, there's no virtual console on the on the Switch, which is what you said a huge missed opportunity. So they're not getting it in that way. Uh, they're kind of like forcing people to buy these NES and NES classics. Like they're just forcing people to buy the classic versions because um, they know that the games on those things would probably be the top sellers if they did have virtual console back. But. Um, Anyway, here's something that I know Assassin really liked, and I can't believe it took us an hour to get to this topic, but nonetheless, Red Dead Redemption 2 had a gameplay video trailer today, and I know Assassin trash. was, was one, trash. Hand, one hand on I the mouse, one, one, hand on the, one hand on the computer mouse, one hand on the flesh mouse, if you know what I mean, after watching this thing. Um, oh, no, not really. Really? Okay, well, I guess these guys didn't like it. We'll get Clown's, we'll get clown's opinion on it first, then. Clown's... You think it's trash? Well, it upsets me, to be honest with you, because I don't like prequels. And uh, not only that, but we're not playing as John Marston, so it's a prequel done wrong. I mean, there was more potential going to John Marston, but now they want to make us like this Arthur guy. I mean, I can't like an outlaw named Arthur. It's just not an outlaw name. I never heard of an outlaw named Arthur. Uh, if there was one, it probably got shot immediately because the name's not an outlaw name. <laughs> Uh, you know, it just, I just can't picture it, man. Like, I think some of the stuff in the game is cool. I think the consequences are cool. I think the choices you can make are neat. Uh, just take away the old West and put in like organized crime. He's so much better. And, you know, I know assassin gave me some grief about this, but I was like, well, they could have made a prequel. And he's like, no, didn't you see the end of Red Dead 1? And, um, yeah, but, I mean, like, there could be time in between, kind of like what Black Ops 4 did, you know? It's like a prequel to the sequel kind of thing. So why not just make it after Red Dead 1, follow John Marston, but before he dies, pretty much. I well, mean, that would so much better. Spoiler alert. Yeah, he's spoiler there. Stupid. <laughs> and they're off. Well, well if, if you haven't played Red Dead by now, then you obviously have no interest, and you could care less about the spoilers. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's a fair point. Fair point. Yeah, but why not? There's PC players because they're yep. it's not on PC. Yeah. Yep. That okay. if Red Dead Two ever comes to PC, they won't be able to play Red Dead One. I guess. I mean, you could use PS Now, but I mean, it's, maybe those are that. the ones uh, using emulators and are sad about Amy Paradise shutting down. Probably. But um, 
Yeah, Assassin, you said you didn't like it either, so why, I mean, Clowns has those reasons, I think your reasons are completely different, why didn't you, uh, why, why didn't you like oh, it? I feel, so I feel like a lot of what they said, um, not more of like the, the home-based stuff, where you have to get your, you know, your, um, your morale up and find things, but like, the, the hunting and putting that on your horse and trading and earning money, uh, your choices have consequences or, you know, can help you out and all this other things. Like, I don't know, with a studio that is Rockstar or, you know, any other studio that is, you know, really good, I, I just feel like I expected that from, you know, a great studio. Like, I wouldn't expect that from an Ubisoft game. Wait, so but, essentially you know, you're penalized you're penalizing, expect, so expect that. You're, penalizing uh, you're penalizing Rockstar then for giving you something that you essentially expected even though it's cool. Yeah, well see I'm not I'm not, you know, saying this is a negative. I'm just like I saw this trailer, I'm like, you know, oh I'm gonna see something, you know, really cool like never seen before, but you know we have seen this, I'm like that that's cool, but like you know, we I kind of expected that type of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think that's kind of I think that's actually a popular sentiment. I think a lot of people were expecting something like absolutely revolutionary and this trailer didn't give it to them other than the graphics and the animations and stuff. Like those were obviously mind blowingly good, but um uh, I mean other than that well, like, I I just wanna say real quick before I forget, I wanna touch yeah, up please. on what Assassin said. Um, the hunting thing, like I in Red Dead One, I got bored of hunting and then carving pelts and whatnot. I found that boring after a while, uh, and I think it's gonna get repetitive in this one too. So I really wish they would have left the hunting out. I would rather have just been more like GTA, just like you know, gun and run. Rob yeah, but stuff. in GTA, you're not like there was a hunting like side quest, but in GTA, you're not gonna shoot a bunch of deer. And then, you know, raise the morale of Trevor. Like, that makes no sense. Like, in the Wild West, you kind of had a hunt or you're going to starve. Like, I think while it's not a huge part of the game, I mean, it makes sense to have it. But you're, but see, in in my mind, like, if you're a criminal, right, and your interest is making money, so maybe you'll hunt, like, rare animals and sell them, but... You're going to spend all day hunting when you can be out there, like, robbing stuff, taking well, yeah, cards? I mean, no. It's, it's you're not, be... like, part... It's part of the game, but you're it's not be... like you're going to play Cabela's Deer Hunting 2005 or whatever. Like, this well, is the thing you it, can it, do. The, the fact that it would take up inventory, too, if that... If it does take up inventory, it's going to annoy the shit out of me. Um, as an outlaw, I'd rather just go around robbing people and take their food. Yeah, you know... Well, you uh, can do uh, that. Honestly, like I'm, I'm kind of on clown side on this, but only because, um, only because I think this is only the first of a couple of gameplay things that we're gonna get, and they haven't really shown off everything. But I think to have the focus in the first gameplay trailer be a lot of the hunting, because how much did you see of him like shooting, hunting, like trailing animals in this trailer? Like the trailer was like six minutes long or something, and it was narrated, and I feel like. A better part of that trailer was about the hunting aspects and i you know not that i don't want to do that because i think you know it is cool and i think it's evolved since the first game quite a bit to the point where like i am interested in it i feel like i could see where people are saying oh well you know great like 
you know, let's see some real like uh, desperado kind of shit. You know, that you know, I don't think you need to feature so much of like this guy Arthur carrying like an animal. You know what I mean? Like I feel like that was shown like so often, and like the animals were shown so often. I understand like the atmosphere is the Wild West, and there's a lot of hills, and there's lizards and bears, and you know all this other stuff. But it's like, okay, like show us some like real gunfights. Show us like they said in the next gameplay trailer. For for instance, they said, "Oh, the next one is gonna have more information about missions." Like, why couldn't that have been the first one? Like, I think that's way more important in this game than, you know, oh, we've totally revolutionized, like, the system of, like, carrying a deer to a local general shop to buy some pelts, like, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, does that make sense? Or am I just, like, maybe I'm taking it too yeah, far? I get what you're saying. Like, if they're, they're going to have, like, I, I forget after you even mentioned it, but how many gameplay videos yeah, I don't think the they, game comes I, out. Like, I don't think they mentioned how like, many, but they said that they were going to have multiple, so... Yeah, so like, if, let's just say there's three, and they cut out hunting. Like, if they're trying to, you know, tell you everything that you can do in the game, like, I'd rather not have a six-minute trailer of hunting. Like, I, like, I feel like they got the boring one out first. You know, kind of the more obvious and boring stuff, um, like the hunting and like the the areas you can explore and. Oh, and then like the next one, we got like story missions. And I think like side stuff, like you know, and what you can do with that. Maybe you know choices and kind of like what we saw with uh, what is, what is that game that's coming out next year? Um, Dying Light, where Dying they Light, they yeah. showed us, you know, if you do something, this happens. Like I feel like we might see something like that, you know, expanded on next video whenever that comes out. Ah, uh, that's an interesting take on it because it's like, okay, the hype was high to see the gameplay. They could have showed, like, John Marston, well, not John Marston, obviously, but they could have shown Arthur, like, taking a shit, and people would be like, oh, wow, like, look at the graphics, look at how good the gameplay yep, is, blah, blah, Yeah, oh, my God, like, oh, Jesus, like, the foals in that shit is realistic. Like, I know he ate, like, a lot of lettuce the night before. Like, you know, people would have been totally okay with that because it's the first gameplay trailer. I see your point on that, and that's actually not a terribly bad point. But at the same time, like, you're the one who is just like, yeah, I expected that. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so you were... Oh, yeah, and I feel like these these trailers, like, I mean, we've watched... Well, I, I can't say it for clowns or you, but, like, I'll watch, you know, depending on the game, I'll watch, like, all the trailers. Like, but we know everything that comes out, like, before even the trailer comes, you know, pretty much airs. So I feel like these aren't... These are... These trailers, I feel like, are made for the people who are iffy on the game or don't even know about the game they're yeah. not like for people like us yeah, yeah. who like because i already bought you know pre-ordered the game and paid it off like so they could show you know you know arthur like you said taking a dump mm-hmm. and like i would still be buying the game right right i'm gonna cancel it so. king arthur the outlaw king arthur the outlaw leading his desperados into the outpost to take a firm steamy shit that has 4k steam textures coming off of the poo at night like they could have shown that and and people would be like oh my god like can you see the steam on that turd you know what i mean like it, it but if they had shown that in the second trailer and the first trailer was like so action-packed like people are fickle these days look at like titanfall 2 right 
everyone was excited for that. The beta comes out and they're like, oh my god, this is terrible. Blah, blah, blah. And then people didn't buy the game. The game ended up being like one of the fir- best first person shooters, especially the story, like I've ever played. It, people are fickle these days, so you have to like really calculate how you release these things, you know? Um, yeah. But people, I mean, it is a Rockstar game. You know, there are. There's this illusion of infallible companies like Blizzard, Rockstar, uh, in in the um, in the sports sense, 2K a little bit uh, with people that are fanatical about NBA 2K. You know, there there are a take two or whatever you want to call them. Um, but um, you know that there there's this there's this thing about infallible companies, and I think not a lot of people would criticize Rockstar for anything. You know, um, so it's kind of like, okay, well, maybe they're safer with doing stuff like this than if this were like Dying Light, for example, you know? Yeah. Um, even though Dying Light 1 was a huge success and people really enjoyed it, you know, obviously with Titanfall 1, same thing as with Titanfall 2, people really enjoyed Titanfall 1 and Titanfall 2 was, you know, for all intents and purposes, a flop. But, you know, Red Dead Redemption 1 was like transcendent. Rockstar has done such good stuff. Um and now people are just looking at the graphics and ignoring the content and just saying, like, oh, finally Rockstar's putting out, like, a truly next-gen um, product, you know? But. Yep. yep. All right, but anyway, that's enough about that. We'll get into that a little bit more when more information comes out. Probably the next gameplay trailer, we'll talk about that a little bit more, maybe more in-depth than we just did. But in the interest of time, we'll be done with that topic, and we'll move on to the final topic, which is... Um, this PlayStation 4 that just got announced by Sony. I mean, they've sold over 500 million Sony um, PlayStation products. So PSVR included, PS1, 2, 3, 4, VR, uh, VR as you said, PSTV, Vita, uh, PSP. Like, you know, the list goes on and on about PlayStation products. I'm not sure if they're including, like, PlayStation phones that they briefly did for, like, a year or so. Um, I'm not sure if they're including that, but probably not. But anyway... Um, have you guys seen this PlayStation? I mean, this thing is fucking gorgeous, man. Five hundred bucks gets you this special edition PlayStation that they're only putting out fifty thousand of them. You can pre-order them. I think starting in a couple weeks, um, you can pre-order this thing. Like I said, five hundred US dollars, and um, you know, it's it's a beautiful translucent blue. PlayStation console. It comes with a matching controller, a matching camera. Um, there's also a headset that you can buy, the, like the platinum headset or whatever, a gold headset you can buy that matches the color scheme. It comes with a two terabyte internal hard drive instead of a one terabyte. Um, so yeah, what did you guys? Uh, what did you guys think of this? Did you guys check this out? I checked it out um, for a while. I didn't know, like you can see, like. Pretty much inside the you know the console itself, uh, so I thought it looked pretty ugly. I still kind of think it looks ugly, but I think it's the best looking console they've put out in a very 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 long time. Um, but I think that price is a little steep. Well, no, five hundred bucks. It should. I I don't know. You get like a two terabyte hard drive, and you yep. know whatnot, but like. I, I don't know, like, I feel like the the Pro should, you know, already have had a price drop at this point, and it, at, at the most, it should have been probably, like, 450 
Well, it's fa- I mean, fair enough because the Pro, I mean, you can get it on deals here and there, but it hasn't seen like an official price drop down to 350 like people would expect at this point. And the reason for that is because it's still selling. I mean, PlayStation consoles still sell really well, but nonetheless, um, yeah, a lot of people figure that the PlayStation Pro should probably, PS4 Pro should have dropped in price by now, and it hasn't. But, um, I mean, this is. Like you said, and you admit to, it comes with a PlayStation camera. Oh, well, you didn't say the camera, but it comes with a PlayStation camera. comes with a two-terabyte hard drive instead of one, so you're doubling the capacity. And it is, you know, one out of 50,000, so there is value to that in terms of collectability. Um, so, honestly, I'm not too upset with the price. 450 it would have been an absolute 100% go. Um, especially, for like, for me, it would have been a go. I would have definitely traded in my system and gotten this one. Um, right now, I'm kind of on the fence on whether or not I want to do that. Um, I was talking to my girlfriend about it, and she's kind of like, yeah, do it, which really surprises me. But, um, you know, I think that um, there's going to be a lot more people on the fence on this, but there are only 50,000, so those are going to go quick. Um, Clowns, did you check this What's the retail out? price on this again? Five, yeah, I've seen it. 499 500 yeah. Yeah. Yep. And did you see uh, Assassin? Wow. Did you see Assassin that um, or Clowns too? Did you guys see that when you turn the system on, the light illuminates like all the internals, so you can see like you know the processor and all that stuff. I saw like a screenshot of it. I, I think it was a pretty bad screenshot, of, you know, with a bad angle and stuff. Yeah. But I thought that was pretty cool. Like, yeah. Wish we would get like something like that for like Xbox or like another PS4 that. Yeah, you see with PCs that just they light up. Yeah, and you know what? Like something you said earlier is a good point. Why I think this is gonna sell as well is that, for all intents and purposes, PlayStation Pro, um, or PlayStation Four limited editions or custom consoles in general have been absolute shit overall. Like, I mean, I mean that one that you have, I guess, is the best one, the God of War one. In the Spider-Man one, I think is pretty bland. I mean, the Battlefront, the Battlefront two ver, uh, was it Battlefront two or Battlefront one? It was Battlefront two, wasn't it? Uh, the special edition. They both were pretty bad. Yeah, I don't think that was that great. Darth Vader on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the other one had the Rebel and the Imperial symbols. Yeah, yeah. I don't think those ones were that great. I mean, they were okay. You know, uh, the Spider-Man one, I think, is too bland. I think they could have. Like we've talked about before, done better. But this one, I mean, this one, I mean, I'm not including the gray 20th anniversary edition one either. That one's pretty nice. Uh, but this one, I think, is by far the best. Like, this one, you know, like when a special edition console comes out and you, like, consider trading in your system just to get the special edition one and there's really no good reason for it other than having that special edition one? Like, I've yeah. never been compelled to do that on a PlayStation until now. And you know, it's they, been four I, years. I know you, oh, not to interrupt, but no, no, I know ahead, you said there was like fifty thousand of them. Are they all numbered, or are they just like I'm, here? Here's the. So I'm pretty sure they're all. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're all numbered. Um, let me check that really quick. Dude, that just adds some value to it. Um, yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, do the see-through controller is nice too. The controller is going to be sold separately, by the way, sixty-five bucks. If you want to just buy the controller, and there aren't, and I don't think that one's what? Lying. Yeah, yeah, sixty-five dollars. Oh, for the we've controller. seen the Xbox controllers that were sixty-five bucks. So I mean, as much as that seems expensive, the new norm for um, special controllers. Yeah, 
I can't. Yeah, but I mean, does this console come with the controller or no controller at all? Yeah, it does. It comes with the translation controller. Yep. Controller, camera, the little earbud thing that is actually skinned the same way, believe it or not, even though that's going to go like right in the trash. Wow. Um, the system, yeah, the system is numbered right on the bottom. If you're looking at the system, it's numbered on the bottom right on a gold plaque, and it's engraved. Um, so the numbers are engraved, out of a number out of 50 grand. So um, it comes with a vertical stand as well. Which is uh, a blue translucent. Oh, sign me up for 50 of them now. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, yeah. Uh, it looks good, though. I, I think it's good looking. I think it is. <laughs> Dad says you're not playing ball tonight with the uh, link in the chat. That's because he's on his Xbox and on his computer because his computer has been updating for like the past three and a half hours. Um, yeah, it's uh, is it still 27% updating? on the second update. Oh my god, yeah, he started, this update started like well before the podcast, and now we're an hour and a half in, about to end the show, and it's still, uh, it's still updating, so we had to go, we had to, we had to funnel the Xbox party chat into this one. Um, I think this is honestly like either the first or second time ever that Assassin has not been on cam for the podcast. Um, Might have been first. Yeah, I can't remember another time other than when we've done uh, hangouts that you were not on cam. Oh yeah. I feel yeah. like I feel like there was one more other one other time that you couldn't get your cam working. Like it was. Uh, it's not. I don't, I don't know. It was like a Skype issue, maybe. I don't. I don't remember. The best one was the Sassy Show. He definitely was on cam. For oh that my god. The uh, the clowns and Sassy Show. Is that what you mean? Yeah, the clown's yeah, like... Except my mic was muted halfway through the yeah. show. Yeah, I was just talking to myself. <laughs> and I was like, who are you talking to? And I'm like, oh. <laughs> it was uh, for Division. Uh, that okay. first came out or yeah, something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> some people should make some memes from that if they can find the link. No. Yeah, I'm going to have to look that up. Um... Yeah, so that's the uh, that's that PlayStation Special Edition console. I'm considering getting it, but um, I don't know. I, I need mean, a new phone first. It does look kind of cool, and it's two terabytes. Yeah, yeah, the two if terabytes. You can get a good trade. If you can get a good trade on the Pro, then I'd say go for it. If you only spend like a hundred more, a hundred and fifty more, but anything more than that, it just feels kind of like a waste. Dude, bonus topic right now. You can trade in. You're at GameStop. You can trade in your PlayStation 4 Pro for $300 credit towards an Xbox One X. I know it's a good deal for people that don't have the X yet. That's yeah. That's a fantastic deal. Also, you can trade in. Um, you can get $250 towards an X if you trade in an Xbox One S. I mean, that's an epic deal too. Like that's a lot of money for an Xbox One S. Yeah, because some people only paid what 250 for it, right? If that, yeah, if that. Um, like you can trade in an Xbox One original, like not even the S, and get two hundred dollars credit. Like that's a steal. If you if you don't do that, you're a fool. If you're in the market for an X, of course. But um, anyway, all right, yeah, that's 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 about it this week. We're anxiously awaiting the uh, the beta for Call of Duty, but we'll probably we'll probably stream that if uh. We'll probably stream that if uh, 
we get the uh, get the access anytime soon. Although we'll probably stream it this weekend at some point. I know Assassin streamed it and was uh, getting pretty pissed off. I watched the the replay of that stream, Assassin, that you had of uh, of Black Ops yeah. Four, and oh my god, dude, were you raging hard that time? Yeah, it's just so bullshit. Get good. I, to, as to, uh, as this kid I, I think I, I was going. This. I think I was going really positive, like almost every match. Mm-hmm. But I was still getting pissed off That's because funny. of you know the stupid little reader darts. Because you know, he oh has my so much skill. Oh my god! Yeah, you were going. You were getting really pissed about that. Yeah, it's just, speaking it's of stupid. Speaking of which, uh, Daz, if you're in the chat still watching. I want to let you know I'll be starting a new petition to buff the MX-9 and uh, Black Ops 4. I need some help with that. We need a super buff on the MX-9. Rapid fire and extended mags built in automatically. Well, there you go. So that'll be... In other news, uh, we don't need that garbage. But, uh... Wow. Wow. And, of course, he, he posts the link for the other... Uh... The other... Uh, Thanks, Daz. You yeah. the man. Bad, Daz. You the man. Bad. Go to the corner. Go. <laughs> All right, we will. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you for joining us for episode one seventy eight. Um, you know, find us everywhere. Just look for four guys of quarters. You'll find us everywhere on Twitter. We have four four GWQ podcast. Um, so definitely want to go follow us on there for um, you know info on when we're going live because lately our podcast has been like all over the place in terms of time, but. Um, Thank you guys for joining. If you're checking us out in the uh, in the uh, replay, definitely hit us up in the comments. Hit us up on Twitter and let us know what, especially what you thought of the Call of Duty beta, and especially what you think of uh, the Red Dead Redemption stuff. Because I think those two are the the popular topics. But uh, you know, feel free to hit us up about any of the topics. If you're an emulator kind of person, you know, hit us up about that too. What do you think Nintendo's been doing, and if you think it's bullshit or whatever. So let us let us know about that. And until next week. Or maybe until this weekend when we stream. We'll see you guys later. Peace. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Ciao.